Hey, it's Jeremiah, your host of Perspectives with Jeremiah Stevenson. And I wanted to say thank you so much for stopping by and listening to this podcast. I know people from all walks of life. And so with every episode, I want to bring people from every single different area and facet of life that I know to share their perspective of life. And hopefully that's something you can glean from. Behind me now is RWM's lo-fi hip-hop remix of the Spot song, Dream A While. Here's the show. Welcome to the first episode of Perspectives with Jeremiah Stevenson. Today, we are talking to Chels Hadley, the wonderful Instagram influencer. I've known her not long. It's been a couple years, yeah. but like I don't know you that well. But you have a really good story, and that's why I wanted to bring you on today. So go ahead and... I want to hear your story. What like what what is your beginning? Let's start from the beginning. My beginning, I guess we can start with my parents, um, where I'm from. Um, so I have a couple of set of parents actually, which is a big part of my story. I've got my biological, uh, my mother who's from Georgia. I'm from Georgia, born and raised here. That is why I have an accent. To those of you who wonder why I have an accent, an Islander with an accent, I know that's rare, um, but that's why I was born and raised here, not the islands. I have my stepdad, which I get to call dad. Um, He is my dad. I love that man. Um, He raised me, um, and I now am in contact with my biological father, who is Micronesian, uh, Pompeian. Um, Actually, that's where I get that side from. Um, we're in contact now for the first time in 18 years as of May, um, and that's been a wonderful ride as well. Um, it's been good getting to know him and dive into that side of who I am. Yeah. Before you continue, the that's one of your biggest things on Instagram is the Pompeian. The Pompeian, the Pompeian yes. Pompeian. <laughs> I, like, I don't think I'm saying it right. You're good. But the Pompeian, um, and that's one of the things that we talked about the last time I was in town is mm-hmm. how you use that to kind of really spearhead your social media, yeah. the way you run your social media. Um, tell me a little bit about that. Let's start there. Let's start there. Like, what does that build into everything that's gone on through your life? Because I think one of the things that I love about you and seeing your social media is you're very real. Yeah, and I try to be. You try to be very real, mm-hmm. and you're very genuine and genuine people are people that I'm always looking for mm-hmm. so I love Thank that you. about you <laughs> you're welcome, you're welcome. I, I really do try to be That's yes um and you succeed but you take that and then you take it a step further into being genuine on your emotional side mm-hmm. um and looking at how does that play into you what was your I guess let me just start from here what was your younger days like as a, as a wee little my younger days, younger Chelsea, to be honest with you, I think of that frequently. <laughs> um, I think all the time, like, what was little Chelsea like? Like, I wish I could meet her. Yeah. Like, I wish that I could hang out with her. I feel like she was probably the coolest little kid. Probably a little bit annoying. Um, super active, nonstop talking about probably some nonsense to most people. Mm-hmm. Um, because, <laughs> to be honest with you, that's how I am now. I'm not interested in everyday things. I want to talk about deep things. Um, and just off the wall stuff. I don't know. I'm really bad at small talk, (laughs) but, um, younger Chelsea, um, I think to be honest with you, oblivious to a lot of bad things in the world, just a happy, free spirited little girl Mm -hmm. who's just trying to have fun all the time. (laughs) Hard growing up in a world that's so bad when you're you're that way. When you're just being positive as a child, I knew that was a huge thing. And we were we were talking about this a little bit earlier mm-hmm. um, before the podcast. Uh, I was talking to some high school people last night, and we were talking about how they were like, oh, I thought we were like just okay friends. And I was like, I thought we were like the best of friends. But because <laughs> our perspectives, yeah, no, it was like, <laughs> oh, man, dang. But because of perspectives of the situation, um, that person was super introverted and I was super extroverted. So they mm-hmm. thought everybody was pulling back and forth. And they would have had to fight for my attention. But for me, I I just knew everybody. But, like, I had to be the one to go out and reach out for actual relationships with people. Um, And, (laughs) yeah, so for me, it was very much like, I'm in my room all alone, and I'm, like, 14, and I'm sad and lonely. Well, they're over there like, oh, like, does this person even have time to hang out with me? Because he's, like, hanging out with everybody all the time. I get it. Yeah. Uh, It's a struggle. (laughs) um, Let's start with your challenges. As a young person. As a young person. Because 
I really want everyone to hear about how you're journeying from being a younger person and learning how to embrace yourself. Mm -hmm. That is what I really enjoy about you. And that's what I love to see on your Instagram. Like, cause you're always trying to encourage people. You're, you're, mm -hmm. you're trying to make sure people really understand that, Hey, mm -hmm. you might feel like crap, yeah. but you're not like you yeah. need to get to a point where you are a human being. You are mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. That's Absolutely. what I kind of want to hear. Like how okay. that story, how does that, okay. how does that begin? Mm -hmm. And how does it get us to now? Now? Okay. Well, it begins fairly young. <laughs> I think all of us have our own childhood traumas that some of us just live in denial to uh, up until adulthood. Mm -hmm. I'm 21. I think I'm figuring it out fairly young um, because I know a lot of adults who still like literally just have the most unhealthy view of life and just lifestyle. And it is heartbreaking. Um but that's not my problem to fix. And I'm learning that is not my problem to fix other people's problems. I don't have to. I'm not responsible. Mm -hmm. But going back to your question, like, where did the challenges start? Um, I did talk about earlier some. I mentioned my biological father that I've just now gotten contact with for the first time in 18 years. So, obviously, <laughs> there's questions there. He left um, home, Georgia, when... I was three, um, almost four, and I had no contact with him up until May of this year, mm -hmm. literally none. And I met my, um, not my biological, sorry, my stepdad that I referred to as dad shortly after that time, four or five. So, I mean, I've always had, like, a father figure in my life. I've always had an adult man in my life and in the household, most of it, you know, five mm -hmm. and up. Um and I'm so grateful. Um, but there was questions. And I mean, my stepdad that I called dad would justify that and say, yeah, of course, like you have your right, like, you know, to have those questions about why did this man leave? Um, but it was just something that was never talked about in the household, really. And whatever it was, to be honest with you, I, I was triggered. Mm -hmm. um, and my emotion that mm -hmm. I displayed was anger. Mm -hmm. It was never really sadness or anything like that. It was literal just frustration anger, um, bitterness, sometimes rage, if I'm honest with you. Yeah. Um, I had a lot of identity issues um, growing up. Um, I was always the Oriental girl in class. Mm -hmm. Like, I was called that. Um, my friend's parents <laughs> would refer to me as little Oriental girl. Really? What's her name? Stuff like that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you really don't <laughs> meet a lot of Micronesians down here. Yeah. But to be honest with you, no one knows what Micronesia is. Mm -hmm. They just don't. And to be honest with you, I'm being very vulnerable and real right now. Mm -hmm. I didn't grow up knowing a whole lot about it myself. Yeah. Because it wasn't talked about in my household. Mm -hmm. um, once my father left, my biological father left the scene, there was no Micronesian anything to be found. Mm -hmm. um, my mother just didn't have a need or a reason to be around any of it. Um, and I just wasn't exposed to any of the culture or lifestyle or anyone. Mm -hmm. I wasn't in contact with any of my Micronesian family either. So, so, like, nothing. Can you explain what Micronesia is? What is Micronesia? Um, no one knows literally what Micronesia is. And it's frustrating when you tell them. Like, especially from people from the South, like, they'll look at you and say, like, you mean like Polynesia, like Polynesian sauce, like from Chick-fil-A? <laughs> I'm serious. Like, you get asked that all the time, and it's really annoying, actually, in my own personal opinion. But <laughs> Micronesia is like a region mm -hmm. in the Pacific Islands. Um, it's hard for me to describe where exactly, unless you're looking at a map. Um, here's Hawaii. Then you've got, on the total opposite spectrum side of the world... Japan and the Philippines. It's going to be in between those two, um, literally in the dead Pacific. And if you're, like, on Google Earth, you can't even, like, really see at least my island of Pompeii unless you, like, zoom in, like, mm -hmm. times 20. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, like, you just, like, got to keep <laughs> <Wow>. going. <laughs> but, um, and I can read off of the internet exactly what it has to say. Um, Micronesia is divided politically among several Sovereign countries, one of these um, being the Federated States of Micronesia, which is going to be 
um, the four islands of Pompeii, where I'm from, mm-hmm. Chuuk, Yap, and Corsai. Um, Pompeii, again, is my island. And again, like that one, sometimes when people say they're from Micronesia, like they think of like the federal states or the federated states of Micronesia, but really Micronesia is comprised of the federated states of Micronesia, Palau, Kiribati, um, Marshall Islands, Nauru, uh, Guam, Northern Mariana Islands, Wake Island. There's a lot. Okay. And literally, like Micronesia, like the Greek is like micros, nisos, which is like small islands. Like mm-hmm. there's thousands there. Now, and this is the same Pompeii where the Pompeii tragedy happened, correct? No. Ooh, see, I'm glad I asked. I'm so glad I asked. about that thing, like, like, what is that in Europe? Wait, the whole volcano thing? Yeah. That was in Europe? <laughs> see, that's why I asked. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure it's like Greece or something. Yeah, it's I'm like just, Greece. I'm so uneducated, which no, is like my you just least educated me, so. favorite thing to be in the entire world. <laughs> you just educated but, me, so that's why I thought I'd yeah, ask. Yeah, this whole thing is a learning process, though, for me as well. Like, again, like, my, the whole Micronesian side was never discussed mm-hmm. um, amongst my household, and I'll say it, it's one of my insecurities. Um, and again, this whole thing is about being vulnerable. Yeah. Um, as a Micronesian, I don't feel very Micronesian mm-hmm. um, all the time. And that's something that, again, has been an insecurity to me. But, you know, I don't, I don't care. It's who I am. Mm-hmm. And I'm learning. Mm-hmm. And I love the people in my life right now who are teaching me things, um, both in person and through Instagram. Like, everyone's so loving. We're all a happy family, and I just love it. Okay. Oh, so she is Pompeian. Pretty cool. Um, so let's go. Let's jump back to the way that you reacted to a lot of that uncertainty and not knowing a lot about your father and stuff like mm-hmm. that in your teenage years. How did that anger and rage? How did that present itself? How did that? Mm-hmm. What was that like for you in your teenage years? Um, yeah, throughout childhood, it wasn't really anything that I dealt with or even was aware of. I mean, I knew, I knew the situation, but that's not anything that ever even crossed my mind, if I'm honest with you. Like, little Chelsea didn't sit around thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say, I remember the first, um, incident where I felt enraged. I was probably 13. Um, I'm not going to get into the story, but... Just something was said. It was the most subtle thing, the most innocent thing. Um, but I remember that I felt enraged by the comment. Mm-hmm. And I I don't know. We're not taught how to deal with those things. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. I didn't even really know why I got mad about it, to be honest with you, because I had never had an issue with my family situation, mm-hmm. ever. Um, and it wasn't an issue then, but I just knew that I felt something. Yeah. And I had never really felt that hurt thing. by it before. Mm-hmm. Um, so then the questions arise, I'm frustrated, angry. Um, I remember my outlet was running. I used to run laps and laps and laps around my house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I used to live out in the middle of nowhere and I would just stay running, running, running all the time. Um, that was just the only thing I knew to do. Yeah. Um, but I'll be honest, um, and we've talked about it, but I was better at my mom for a little bit. She had nothing to do with it. Um, but I don't know. I tried to place blame on something. Mm-hmm. I just I didn't know there were so many questions. And mm-hmm. again, like we had never even really talked about the situation before. Mm-hmm. And I guess I just wasn't brave enough to ask. I didn't want to know the truth. I was okay with just how we were living. I didn't really want to know what had happened. So how did that affect your relationship with your mom and your stepdad? Well, for my mom, I mean, she may not even think anything was going on. But I can remember that I was frustrated and upset. Um, I wanted to distance myself and again, I'm not sure if that's something that she was aware of or not, but in my heart, I definitely felt those things, whether I acted on them or not. I'm not sure. I can't really recall, but I do know that I was, I was just confused, Mm -hmm. frustrated and upset, but I, I still like, I never asked the questions, I guess, because I didn't want to know the Mm -hmm. truth. Um, yeah, no, with my, my stepdad, to be honest with you, I don't think there was ever anything changed there in my heart. I was... So he was you still don't feel like it strained that Yeah, it didn't really affect my relationship with my dad yet. It was okay. just with my mother. Um, but it wasn't anything serious. Right. Just a teenager really confused. I mean, like, it's, it, sounds like, it sounds like a lot of what a teenager goes through, but with all the extra 
my identity. Who am I? Right. Who are these people that have brought me into this world? Why did this person leave? Absolutely. What, like all of these questions wrapped up into your identity and legacy of being from Pompeii. Legacy. Yeah. <laughs> no, like it's that's that's I love to make things very much it is grander. No, it because is. like it's that's beautiful. that's who you are as a person. Absolutely. And I Thank feel like a lot of people we for most people, I'm a creative. I'm a creative person. I like to you make are? things super legit, super dope, super awesome. Mm-hmm. So I have a mission statement that has just like the most like this is what I'm doing to be like the most outstanding gentleman to help give voice to the misrepresented to do these things to mm-hmm. help create a path of life for a family that can create and grow and so forth and so forth mm-hmm. because it it makes me feel something mm-hmm. when I hear these things so I, I like to choose words to help people feel whenever I'm talking to them to make sure that you understand that the words that I'm saying are very much like impactful and it that's just a that's a side tangent yeah, yeah. but um how did you've kind of hit on it, but I really want to okay. delve into how did all of this affect you in your teenage years? Yeah. I think a lot of that does still play the Micronesian and your biological dad. I think that all plays into mm-hmm. you and your relationships and things like that. Oh, it so totally does. That's, so that's what I want you to talk about right now. Okay. Because now we're going to step towards like the brokenness, mm-hmm. like how you were. And then we'll get to the happy stuff. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So I've definitely had my fair share of trauma. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I'm laughing about it. (laughs) Comedic relief. (laughs) No, um, I mean, that. to be honest with you, that is one of the biggest events that in my life so far that have really made me who I am right now. Mm -hmm. Um, There are others. And there's still so many things about myself that I'm trying to unwind and just say like this toxic behavior where does it come from what's the root um and a lot of it does go all the way back if I'm honest um that's something I'm healing from the fact that I'm able to sit here and talk about that whole situation is huge Mm -hmm. something I never in my life thought I'd ever do ever Mm -hmm. um never had a desire to but to be honest I've lived a lot of life in denial to the issues that it caused in my life Um, But to be honest with you, I've never really thought about how it affected me in my teenage years. Up until recently, Mm -hmm. um, I have. Mm, Because, again, like, we never talked about it. Um, I was a very frustrated um, teenager. Um, I have dealt with anger issues, to be honest with you. Like, I definitely have a temper. (laughs) Um, and I'm more intentional about it now. And I think actually that would shock a lot of people if they Mm -hmm. heard me say that. Mm -hmm. Um, but people close to me know that if you just hit the wrong button, like it is on, it is on. (laughs) I, a lot of people don't know that I used to have huge anger issues. Um, and it's weird because now I'll get, I will get something really small and minute will like I'll be like this is why this is dumb and mm-hmm. stupid and I'll just like you'll see me get very like emotional about this mm-hmm. like little tiny thing but then when big stuff happens I learned and I don't know if it's entirely healthy I've learned how to just be like man that's crazy we gotta like figure this out like this is this is terrible <laughs> we gotta figure this out but like I show more anger towards the small things mm-hmm. that won't create a bigger explosion if I were to set off and get like, let's go. I promise I understand. Yeah, so um, I definitely get that. I definitely get that. I mean, frustrated and angry are the two top emotions that were displayed, for mm-hmm. sure. Um, gosh, I just, I don't know. I'm really trying to think. I just literally, like, am aware now of how unaware I was living of Mm -hmm. my issues. I was a very toxic person, and I'm okay saying that. Mm -hmm. Um, I can see for sure where it affected um, friendships. Um, And I'm just now, like, thinking about these things since you've asked. Um, Very closed off. Very uh, outgoing person. Mm -hmm. But when it has come to letting people in, very closed off. Mm -hmm. Um, And actually, as soon as I could tell... Um, that I was getting close to someone or I felt very safe, I had potential to retreat that relationship. Um, And this sounds very ironic, and it's something that I wrote down a few months ago, but I really liked it because it was real for me, 
Um, it was something that just popped into my head one day. But the statement was like, I feel safe. And that scares me. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's not a normal feeling for mm-hmm. me. It wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, when it came to relationships. Um, so, Why do yeah. you think that scared you? I like that. And just stuff like, this is what, like, this is the meat <laughs> in the bones. No, 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 it's good. What, what scares you or scared you? Of safety. Well, that was subconscious. Like, again, I said that I just acknowledged that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I retreat. Mm-hmm. I feel safe. Right. And that scares me. And I'm able to, like, recognize that now. Mm-hmm. Then um, I was unaware. I don't really know why then because um, it's not anything I thought about. But I can see it. I can see that, like, I felt close to certain people. So it was time to, stay, like, take a step back mm-hmm. from the relationship, view it. In my heart and in my little head, it was, I can't trust you, you're going to leave, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And again, that goes back to, you know, abandonment issues that I can talk about, and I own them. (laughs) (laughs) Like, (laughs) it's okay. Like, you really cannot fix an issue until you identify Mm -hmm. it. So, like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm okay with talking about it. Is it fun talking about it? No. Not all the time. But um, I think it's good, though. It's got to be talked about. My sure. the one of the reasons why I also started this podcast was because there's so many ways life is lived, mm-hmm. and for me, I'm the type of person I'll hear something fifty thousand times. I'm like, I know it. I know it's right. Like I know it to be true, mm-hmm. but I won't change. Like I'm gonna get to that point at some point. Mm-hmm. But it takes that. It takes something or hearing something or reading something for that to click. Mm-hmm. And so I want more opportunities for people to hear things to where if they hear someone else's life lived in a certain way and they're like, oh, that makes sense. That'll help me get on my way. That makes sense. Like I can start doing this because I know that's how this is where I'm supposed to be, mm-hmm. but I don't know how that looks. How does it look to start this like this path of like healthy emotional healing? What does that look like? How like it's really – some people are like – Oh, I'm just going to start this and do it this way. Other people are like that is that doesn't work for me. What is mm-hmm. in the world? Um, so, what clicked for you, mm-hmm. and what kind of got you on the path towards healing emotionally? Was there an event? Was there a person? What was mm-hmm. that? How did that look for you? Okay, um, I've actually tried to identify like where this came from. Um, where this acknowledgement of issues and desire to want to do something about it has come from. It's been very sudden, but all of a sudden, lately, it's, like, sped up. Like, I I don't know. I just I feel like I've been more intentional about it. I will say that I went through um, a bad breakup in December, um, and I think that was the starting point, if I'm honest with you gosh a year ago what even (laughs) wow i said december not this december guys (laughs) last year um what day is it gosh around this time right before christmas darn today's the 24th of december 2018 tragic anyway (laughs) let's get off of that so yeah like that probably was the starting point and actually that caused a lot of those issues to come back up abandonment issues um i felt left again you know all that Mm -hmm. all that stuff i won't get into all that too much because to be honest with you it's not that important to me anymore (laughs) it's just not and i love that i can say that Mm -hmm. but um yeah that was probably the starting point of not healing yet but like true acknowledgement Mm -hmm. of i have some real issues Mm -hmm. i have some deep serious problems um because they all came out, and honestly, I was I was concerned for myself. I was like, "Wow, like I feel super ugly. I feel like a really ugly person. Mm-hmm. I I don't want to be better. I hate how I feel. Um, I just hated everything about me. Mm-hmm. I was like, this has to change. I want to change. I want to change. I don't want to live this way. I don't want to feel this way. I don't want to be this way. Um, so that kind of was the catalyst. Um, and I'll say that definitely like jumping into this year, 2018, January, it was hard. Mm -hmm. Um, 
and they say like you spend like your whole year doing whatever you do like what is it January first or like the thirty first yeah, whatever yeah, it is it's good like we're done. We're done. We're done. We're done. We're done. I'm sleep on it now <laughs> <laughs> whatever day I just know that I was not happy anytime in December really January like those were just some hard months. So here I am, like, 2018 is going to be the worst year yet. <laughs> False news. <laughs> like, it honestly has been the best year of my life. Nice. Yes, it honestly has. Um, gosh, just I'm just happy. What, <laughs> what, did, what does that journey look like for you? What were the steps that you took mm-hmm. to help you emotionally and just in that process of when you did start that healing process, mm-hmm. what did that look like for you? Um, I'd say that towards my birthday, still living pretty, like, unaware, like, I mean, aware of the issues, but really still not knowing how to handle them. To be honest with you, like, I don't know if I'm handling them or not, or not right now, Uh um, but I'm trying. You know, like, I'm intentional to be like, okay, um, I feel this way because of this, Mm -hmm. but this old childhood thing, like, Mm -hmm. this is what has triggered in me, but I don't have to act on it right now. Like, that was in the past. Like, I'm in control of my emotions and how I feel. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and I get to choose how I react instead of just reacting and then later being like, what's wrong with me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you what know? What's happening? But after meeting my biological father back in May, um, coming back from that, I think, was another really big thing. Obviously, I had not seen the man in, what, 18 years, I said. Um, So that was another catalyst, and actually I think that was the starting point of this, what I call, like, to be honest with you, I'm not really a fan of the terms, like, (laughs) self-love. I don't know why. I feel like it's extra, but I'm an extra person, so I'm good (laughs) over it. (laughs) I think, I don't know, I guess I guess because, like, people, like, kind of deem that term like a, I don't know. Like, uh, I don't know the word. Self-acceptance? Would that be a, Would that be the phrase you would... What would you... I just don't want to idolize self-love. No, okay. And I, I definitely that, get I guess that. that's I what it is. I definitely get that. Because I know a lot of people who are into the self-love act, which is great, mm-hmm. is like... But they're like obsessive, mm-hmm. I guess. And that's their thing. Like, if that's their thing, that's their thing. I support you. Yeah. But like, for me personally, I don't want to come off... As someone who's obsessed with herself. Yes, I definitely get what you're saying. But I think for me, whenever I say I think of the people that I know that have had so much trouble with themselves and being comfortable in who they are as Mm -hmm. a person, Mm -hmm. when I speak on self-love, that's what I'm talking about. The people that have come to the place where they can finally accept themselves Mm -hmm. and enjoy who they are as a person. Not in an egotistical way, but in a very much... So, yeah, for sure. Okay, so with that being said, then definitely, like, um, seeing my father for the first time in 18 years was another catalyst. Um, I think coming back from that, like, after the emotions and the high was gone, you know, like, he returned back to his home back in Arizona. Um, Things slowed down. I was then able to think about and process, like, what actually just happened. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, because you, in the moment it was like too much, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Can you tell us that story? How um, how it came to be? How how did he come back into your life? Okay, for sure. So one of my other siblings actually had been in contact, and they shared with me that they had been in contact with him. Um, he was coming to Brunswick, and they didn't want him to come and not tell me. Mm-hmm. But that's just always been something that again I. Everyone else could talk about in the household, I guess, um, and was comfortable with it. Again, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, they knew not to not to breathe his name, mm-hmm. not to mention him, stuff like that. I'm, I mean, I'm honest about it. I just I didn't like the man. Yeah. I wanted nothing to do with him. Absolutely. Um, and we've talked about this, too, him and I. Like, mm-hmm. he knows all these things. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so he ends up coming to Brunswick. Um, I agree to meet him. Um and I really don't have words to explain, like, how that first, like, um, meetup was. There are no words. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I'll ever be able to really, like, put that into words. I'll mm-hmm. just say that there's a lot of emotions yeah. in this 
<laughs> I feel like that's just so bland. No, that's fine. But literally, like, every emotion you could feel, like, when I see his face. Um, happy. Overwhelmed. Like, every emotion that you could feel, it was to the max. Yeah. Like, a little bit angry, actually. I was going to ask that next. The audacity. Mm-hmm. The audacity to show up here mm-hmm. at my home. You're on my, my land and my territory. Um, yeah. That for sure. Um, joy, though. There's a piece of me like that's been gone for a while. Um, he's back, I guess. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> um, very, again, closed off. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've talked about that already. The potential to retreat. And let me tell you, this dude, potential to retreat (laughs) was the most. Like, I'm very brave. Um, I feel like I was the most brave there that I've ever been in my entire life. Okay. Going to see that guy. Um, (laughs) That guy. (laughs) My father. (laughs) I'm sure he'll listen to this at some point. (laughs) But he agrees with everything I'm saying. Um, But yeah, the most brave. And proud of myself. And, you know, like, I've never been one to applaud myself. But actually, I'm finding that that's healthy. There's nothing wrong with it. Um, Don't get (laughs) too caught up in doing so. But um, I'm okay with applauding myself for going to meet him. Because a lot of fear was behind that. And it sounds like that was that momentum that helped move on your process of growth. Mm-hmm. It sounded like that was one of the things that sounded like it needed to happen for you to begin that transition towards oh my goodness towards healing absolutely um, and that's something again I never would have thought necessary mm-hmm. and I'm thankful to the Lord um, that He gave me that opportunity mm-hmm. and that chance. Uh, I think everyone else's story is different. I don't think that if you haven't or if you have a similar story and you haven't um, you know connected with people of your past that you feel like you need to. I don't think that. Um, like, for me personally, I want to watch how I word it. Like, the Lord found that necessary for me. Mm-hmm. It may not be necessary for you. Mm-hmm. But for me to heal, um, I know that God definitely saw fit to bring him back. Like, there was no healing without that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, again, that was just for me. Um, so, you know, don't don't be hurt or... Don't feel hopeless or any less important. Your story is not any less important if you had not experienced a reconnection. Um, God knows what he's doing and just trust him. Yeah. And that's what I'll say on that situation for that's sure. Awesome. What is your passion? Do you have any passions? Do I have any passions? Goodness. Again, I do not like to talk about myself, but passions... <laughs> I'd say I'm probably the most passionate person. One of the most passionate people I know. It doesn't matter what it is. Like, if I'm doing it, it's whole heart. Um, so literally anything that I'm put on, like, I just want to give it everything. Um, my passion, though, the things that seem to drive me. Um, I love people. I don't know. <laughs> I just, I love people. I love connecting with others. Um, I love culture. I love learning about culture, my own now. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just something again that like has <laughs> been such a struggle. Um, because how can you be so obsessed with people groups and culture and despise your own? Mm-hmm. Um, the most ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> but we're getting past that, and I don't feel that way at all anymore. Now, can you talk about that? Because I'm not really okay. familiar with a lot of that. I don't know if a lot of people are. I genuinely despised anything that had to do with Micronesia. I associated that with my biological father. Um, Pain, anger, things like that. Um, I didn't want anything to do with it. Um, There are Micronesians who live here um, as well that I've known about. They know me. um, That I've never really wanted a relationship with or anything like that. Um, Very spiteful. Very rude. Very ugly. Not anything that I'm proud of, for sure. But, again, (laughs) I want to leave that old Chelsea in the past. I don't feel that way anymore. Um, These people are beautiful. And actually, like, some of my favorite people that I have in my life right now. And I'm so, so grateful. Um, 
gosh, I don't know. Overwhelmed, again, is a word that I feel just, I feel so thankful. Um, and I'm thankful for them. Like, <laughs> go Micronesia. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to, I don't want to stop you from what you were saying before about your passions, but I want to kind of bridge this in over to your social media because you use that that's one of your platforms I guess I don't want to say yeah. platform no that's, it is I, I call okay. it a platform All right, cool. <laughs> that is your platform is. on social media mm-hmm. is the Micronesians how did that oh how so did, Micronesian platform okay so yeah. it's my platform just because like I feel like that's how I can use my voice best right now okay um, but go ahead. How what? How how did all of that come about? Because I also wanted to start talking about. We want to move towards your social media game. Because <laughs> like media you game. no, you run that. Like <laughs> wow, okay, thank she, you. Her, Take like spell. I, Take spell. <laughs> she runs her social media game like on point. It's amazing, and <laughs> I, I actually that's one of the things we talked about the last time uh, I came here. Okay, uh, I was talking to you. You have five thousand one hundred eighteen followers at the moment. Um, we're getting there. You're doing it, but like that's someone from freaking Brunswick, Georgia, and like you're just talking about Micronesians and you're talking about yourself and being a real person and genuine people, and people want to hear that. Mm-hmm. How? What did that look like? What does that look like? How did you get into that aspect of everything? Okay, to be very, <laughs> very upfront and just honest with you, um, I like to write. I was actually an English major in college. Um, but everyone struggles with captions, right? Yes, very much Like, so. always trying to find a caption. I got to caption it perfectly. Well, just one day, I was tired of trying to think of one. So I typed literally, like, what I was thinking. Um, and, like, I got a lot of responses from it. I don't even remember what it was. But I remember that people were like, oh, it's like a little book or something. I was like, okay, I guess people like this. And I found that people actually enjoy real... Um, that's an obvious statement. But, like, even when it comes to, like, I think we've discussed this, too. Like, filmmaking. Yeah. Like, reality We're is at, where it's at. Within the... Because there's so many fake things because everywhere. Because with social media, we, as within the film industry, we... It's very hard to be fake now. Because yeah. you we'll be on set, and then you're going to, you know, Instagram some stuff. But then we'll come home, and then we'll Instagram some stuff. And, like, you can't be like, my life is dope all day every day. Like, Will Smith's game is, like, one point. Because, like, I feel like his life actually is like that. <laughs> really, though? But, like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, really, though? Like, it, it might actually be, but we don't know. Like, he's like he's doing it well. Or you can just, like, this is my life all day every day, 24-7. But then you have your other people. I can't think of anybody off the top of my head. Um, aside from people that I know, you have other people that are, like, this is my day-to-day life. Mm-hmm. This is, like... The glamour and everything, but then I come home. I'm not wearing any makeup. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got like my legs messed up. One of my mm-hmm. good friends, um, he's always doing something cool, mm-hmm. and he messed up his knee. And then like he was posting stuff about like how he's feeling, how it stopped him from pa- pursuing his passion. Yeah. Like you get to see this entire process of a human being. Mm-hmm. It's not just oh, I'm you know auditioning for this thing. I'm getting that money. I'm yeah. doing this thing, getting that money, meeting this girl. It's like, yeah. hey, I'm doing all my work and everything, but I'm also living a life where mm-hmm. I do feel these pains and mm-hmm. this this hurt and these emotions and things like that. So social media has really, it's done a thing where it's taken the taken the glass and it's just like smashed it. So everyone's mm-hmm. literally like, we can just reach across that McDonald's window and touch you now. <laughs> Give me my fries, baby. Yeah. Give me my fries. <laughs> yeah. Um. But I remember, like, that's where it started, and I got, like, some feedback on it, and I didn't think much of it, but from it was just much easier than having to come up with something. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, I don't really like coming up with anything. <laughs> um, I just want to speak my mind. Yeah. <laughs> that seems to work for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's what I'm going to do, and we just went on from there. Um, and I do try to be real. Um, I mean, I am a very, very happy person right now. Like today, mm-hmm. I feel super, super happy. I feel very content. Nice. Um, I feel like I'm living life well. Mm-hmm. And that's what I want for others. Um, but I think that it's important, and we've talked about this ourselves, but I think that it's super important that we don't confuse positivity and happiness. And happiness, yeah. And I think that's what a lot of people do, and that's where they end up in this cycle of, oh, like I'm never going to get to that level of positivity. Positivity is something that you choose, like, being positive is something that you choose to be. Mm-hmm. It's not something you feel. Mm-hmm. Happiness is something that you feel. I don't know if people are like, how happy you are is your choice. Um, maybe in some situations, but I think that is 
not always true for sure like mm-hmm. I, that is something that i definitely would disagree with mm-hmm. at times mm-hmm. um you don't get to choose how you feel all the time that's and true. that's how i feel about it mm-hmm. like someone can come at me and try to argue yeah we'll debate because i like doing that but, <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna have you on again i'll have you on again <laughs> let's do it let's do it yeah but like as far as the positive thing is concerned I literally have days where, believe it or not, I feel the most sad mm-hmm. and heartbroken. Things just get to me sometimes. Um, but again, you've you got to choose. Am I going to react to this in a positive way? Or am I going to sit here and dwell in the negative emotions and things like that? Now, definitely don't suppress those emotions and put on a fake smile and get out there and not deal with the issues. That's also very important. Um, because I was doing that for a while. I thought that if I wasn't happy, I wasn't being positive enough. So it was a kind of suck it up girl attitude. Um, let's get on with the day. Let's get on with the show. Snap, snap, snap. Now, if I'm feeling a certain type of way, um, we press the pause button click, <laughs> and we sit down I say we. I sound crazy. Me and myself (laughs) sit down and we do what I call, I do (laughs) what I call a self-assessment. Okay. Um, What do I feel? Why do I feel this way? What made me feel this way? Um, Was my reaction an appropriate reaction or was this just an old behavior that has come back up. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does. I think uh, um, whenever I was going through my anger management stuff as a child, mm-hmm. uh, that's one of the things they had to do is like, what made you mad? Why are you mad? Mm-hmm. How did you respond mad? Mm-hmm. Why did you respond that way? And then there's like another one. And that's yeah. exactly what it reminds me of for sure. Mm-hmm. So like I genuinely try to give myself grace in the space to think about um, if my, specifically at this point, if my reaction was appropriate Mm -hmm. or if said thing triggered that um, bad old pattern and behavior. Um, I want to be sure that I'm not acting out on something that's not been dealt with. Um, Someone can call me ugly and I think that an appropriate reaction would be like, ow, Mm -hmm. you know, like that's not an old behavior. Mm -hmm. Um, But then another person can you know, just say something in a joking manner that literally, like, they meant they meant no harm. The most innocent statement. But it could trigger something in me, and that's the situation where I have to go back and do the self-assessment and say, was my reaction appropriate, or is that an old behavior? Like, did they trigger, like, something in me that, you know, someone else did this, but they're not going to do that. Does yeah. that make sense? No, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> what would you tell a younger version of yourself? A younger version of myself, to be honest with you, I consider, like, at the beginning of this year, mm-hmm. yesterday, um, a few hours ago, <laughs> <laughs> but younger version of myself, um, childhood Chelsea, mm-hmm. um, like, younger child, um, I'm not sure what messages I received as a child that makes me who I am today. I think definitely um, a message that I've got to be a helper, I've got to be responsible. I think I grew up kind of fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am the oldest (laughs) and whether they know it or not, I definitely feel the need to protect my younger brothers and sisters from things. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) It's just the real thing. So I would say definitely like I would let her have fun. Mm -hmm. She doesn't have to be perfect for everybody. She doesn't have to be responsible for everybody. Um, and that's something that, again, that I mentioned way earlier in this conversation that I'm learning now, that I'm not responsible for your issues and things like that um, or other people's problems. Um, and I want to be there, but I'm not responsible to fix. That was something that I would tell younger Chelsea, teenage Chelsea, um, she doesn't have to please everybody. Gosh, I've lived majority of my life trying to please people, everyone. And one person wants something that another person doesn't. And... You just run around in circles, and it's the most exhausting thing in way of life and lifestyle. Um, So I would just tell her, you you don't have to please everyone. You don't. You just worry about yourself and the Lord. And don't be selfish about it. I don't want to end up on the other end of the spectrum where I'm like, well, I don't care about anyone. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I think some people do that, because that's far from the truth. 
I like to call myself a humanitarian. (laughs) (laughs) But um, at the same time, I don't have to live my life worrying so much about what other people think of me. Um, It's a trap. Um, So I I would tell her that. That's probably the biggest thing. And I would tell her not to be so hard on herself. Um, She's still growing. Um, I'd also tell her that it is okay to trust people. And I think that's something that society just wants us to believe today. And I think that's some kind of front that people put up. Like, I don't need anybody. Yeah. I don't trust anybody. And I think that people think that's cool. But mm, we all need someone. And it doesn't make us weak. It makes us human. I've said that in one of my posts before. Um, but it's a real thing. You need someone. <laughs> Whether you acknowledge that or not, you need someone. Mm-hmm. And it, again, it doesn't make you weak. It makes you human. Um, so I would just tell her to let people in. It's okay. It's okay. And you're okay. And it will be okay. Yeah. Um, the beginning of this year, I just want to go give that Chelsea a hug. <laughs> <laughs> Wipe her face. And just tell her that I'm proud of her for being brave and acknowledging the, the issues and taking steps to try to fix them. And, um, again, I'm still so, so far from where I want to be. Um... But I think talking about these things and just being aware is the first step and a huge step. Mm-hmm. You can't fix it until you acknowledge it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're working on it. And I think yeah. being vulnerable is also huge in this. Uh, you've got to be real with others. But to be honest with you, you got to be real with yourself. And I think that's something that a lot of people don't allow. I, I didn't allow it. I didn't want to be honest with myself. I didn't want to acknowledge the issues I had. I didn't want to be vulnerable with myself. Um, that is a real thing, and I've learned it. Because it, there are days where I have to be vulnerable with myself again and acknowledge a new issue, and it hurts. <laughs> it really hurts. But it's necessary, and I'm loving I'm loving it so far. Nice. Um, if you had to ask our next guest a question... Um, what would it be? If I had to ask our next guest. Whew. Um, again, I'm super into people um, and why they are the way they are. Like, almost an obsession. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but, like, I would ask them, like, what's their passion, probably, mm-hmm. and why? I just like knowing what drives people. Um because your passions, honestly, are a gift to the world if you play them out. And I want to know, like, what drives you and, you know, like, your potential. Like, how can you help? How can you help others, you know, like, with your gift? What can you do? The potential is endless, you know? Nice. What is something you would tell your audience, your your Instagram audience? For those of those for those of us that follow Chelsea on Instagram, <laughs> the little five thousand that we have, yeah. um, I really do want to do something with it. I like to use Instagram as a way to share um, stories. It helps me be vulnerable. Um, it helps me be real. But I've met some really cool people through it. That actually one day, like I hope to actually meet in real person, like in real life. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, there's so many. So many cool people. I want to say thanks for sure. <laughs> I feel like the most extra person. But literally, though, like, it does mean a lot to me. Like, the little comments. Um, it encourages me to keep doing what I'm doing um, and just keep sharing stories um, and being real. Like, it really does encourage me. Like, I don't take it lightly. And, again, there's only 5,000. <sighs> but, <laughs> like, we're going to get there. Like, yeah. I'm going to get there. Like, um, it's not about like a number to me though. If I'm honest, like, do I want followers? Yeah, like, it makes me feel cool. It's the name of the game. <laughs> but no, really, um, just the social media to me is so cool. Like, it gives you the ability to meet, to reach mass groups of people, um, and I just want to use it to the full advantage um, and just keep sharing stories. I just want to keep inspiring people. <laughs> And again, like, I'm far from where I want to be. Like, I just don't want to put up this facade that I have all my stuff together, that I'm this positive, great person all the time. Because I'm not. I still have toxic behaviors Mm -hmm. (laughs) and bad behavior. I'm irresponsible. I probably spend too much time on Instagram. 
um, at times. But um, again, like I'm working on it and I'm sharing that journey and story. And I think it seems to help people. Um, so I just, that's, I don't know. I just want to say thanks, I guess, again, like for the comments and the encouragement that I get on things like that. It's a lot of fun. I love Instagram. And I love my Instagram family. They're some <laughs> great people. <laughs> awesome. Well, I thank you guys for joining us on Perspectives with Jeremiah Stevenson. Um, <laughs> that's actually a whole joke, the whole name of that. There's an old SNL skit. <laughs> with, with uh, I forgot the guy's name. I have to look it yes. up. But there's an old SNL skit, and he'd be it's like a PBS show. He'd be like, "You're watching Perspectives with John L. Williams," <laughs> and every two minutes he'd be like, the person would be talking, and he'd go, "The time is now three thirty-three in the morning, and I'm so and so and so and so, and you're watching Perspectives." <laughs> and I just love that, and I've always wanted to just be like, "You're listening to Perspectives." With Jeremiah Stevenson. I like it, so, though. When you yeah, said that I earlier, I was like, I like that a lot. Because yeah, it is. It is. It is, it is very much the other, other people's lives bring a different yeah. sort of perspective. And once you change your perspective, you can look at things differently and attack things from different ways to do things better or differently. Not necessarily better, but in always trying to do the same thing. It's the insanity of trying to change mm-hmm. something, doing the same thing the same way. It's just like, ah. But thank you so much for listening to us. Um, Chelsea, go ahead and hit us with that Instagram. Oh, my at? Yeah, okay, so what's your it's at? gonna be at Chels, C H E L S, period. Oh, did I do it wrong? No, I, I did know. it. Sorry, it's guys. Your, I was gonna say, it's, your, it's not <laughs> my handle, that's Sorry, your guys. handle. It's literally gonna spell out Chelsea's at the end. Okay, so we're gonna be like at C H E L S, period, E A S. Did I do it wrong again? I don't know. I'm just looking at you. I think I did. Guys, I'm so sorry. One more time. At C-H-E-L-S period E-A-S. Yes, that is correct. That last one was correct. Yeah. Yeah, you got it right. Ones were too. Okay, you really yeah, need to work on one of your name. I do. <laughs> Give us a follow. <laughs> For sure. Um, and you can find me at Parkour Geek. P-A-R-K-O-U-R-G-3-3-K on Instagram and you can check my YouTube channel out A Tokens Take A-T-O-K-E-N apostrophe S T-A-K-E um, and some other podcasts and stuff that I'm on just find me I'm there I'm a lot I'm a human being I do things <laughs> we create that's all <laughs> alright guys thanks so much for listening thank you deuces thank you